This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard, and alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Hey, good everybody. All right. We're recording a little bit later than usual. We're going to do questions and game recap in the one show today. Um, yeah, um, it feels like a lifetime ago, Mitchell. But it was only three days ago that we saw Penrith put on an absolute clinic uh, against Parramatta in, in the grand final. Uh, the Knights women also putting on an absolute clinic in their grand final. And a third game that I went to the gym during the screening of and didn't really watch the screening so of. <laughs> well i don't know what would you call it the broadcast i don't know let's yeah. start there um penrith one yeah i mean i don't know i saw some people taking this i don't know i don't know why there's some pride in that like saying oh queensland cup must suck or whatever N- no one's ever no queensland cup fan has ever been said the actual teams are a higher quality than this was cup side it's the competition that mm. You know the the variety of teams. Yeah, it matters. It works. More. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, so obviously, when a game like this one happens, where the Penrith Seventeen is pretty much entirely NRL contracted full time rugby league players, take on the North Devils side that had three full time <laughs> rugby league players and two of them didn't play the game. Who's one of them captain, retired. Was it the Curry the, knockout? <laughs> he retired to play the, in the Curry knockout. Tyson Gamble didn't make the game. The kid didn't his knee injury. So Brendan Piakura who's only played one first-grade game. Sorry, two first-grade games that played in the year again. He's the only full-time footballer in that team. Obviously, the Panthers are going to win that. Yep, and win they did. Yeah, I know. So people are going, oh, this makes a mockery of Queensland Cup. Well, does it? it? It's it's a nice concept, but we've talked about why it doesn't work in theory, and that's because the week before is what really matters to... Both teams, especially the Queensland team. So, yeah, there's I mean, been some good ones. Expect? This one was, was yeah, always going to be are. a bad one. There's been some good ones. You know, the first we've already spoken about the last podcast. The first two were the were, were, were quality. I mean, you know, a couple of years ago was it the last one. The Jets Bears one went to extra yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, twenty nineteen. You know, it was a good game. It just happened that yeah. you know the team that won Queensland Cup this year wasn't particularly strong. They weren't the best team all year, but they won the grand final. That's what happens sometimes. They took on a Penrith juggernaut that you know. Won the South Cup as well, so <laughs> yeah, whatever yeah. it happens. But uh, you know, like the Bears team that lost in extra time a couple of years ago had like you know Jamal Fogarty and Anthony, Anthony Don, then yeah. like guys like you know Curtis Rowe and Luke Page who reserve grade, you know st- stalwarts and whatever. But even then, that was against a pretty strong Jet side, and they still took it to extra time. But that Jet side, um, you know, has Will Kennedy, Sianika Toa, uh, Mulatalo, Trindle, Scott Sorensen. Toby Rudolph, Blake Braley, Jaiman Joel of Scott Solomon from Jason Bakuya, Greg Eastwood, yeah, Teague Wilson. It's a really good like, team. That Bears team took that team to extra time, and that was an effort. So there's a bit of a difference between... And that difference is always going to be there. No one who loves Queensland Cup thinks otherwise, but the difference people like me who like that format is it feels like it matters. It doesn't feel like a reserve grade competition. It feels like its own mm. competition that isn't just NRL team reserve grades. And I did see some people just saying, oh, well... If it was, you know, the reserve Broncos, they'd have maybe we'd win. It's like, well, you do realize what you're saying is if it was the national reserve grade competition, yeah, which wouldn't guarantee the Queensland team makes the final. <laughs> maybe yes. someone else will win. And also, no one wants. <laughs> yeah. So that's <laughs> like, anyway. Penrith won yeah. everything this year. Great. 
except <laughs> for the next game because they there don't have go. a team because they hate women. There you go. Um, Prove this wrong. game. I mean, this reminded me of like one of those finals games you get sometimes in the men's comp where, like. One team is clearly better than the other one, but it's inexplicably close. And then the good team pulls away at the end. You see this every now and again. Yeah. And that's what I thought we might have got in the men's game. Yeah, we got the inverse of that in the men's game. They just beat yeah. the brakes off them and slowed down at the end. But yeah, this was the in this was this was what we've seen a few times before. Um yeah, Parramatta started pretty well, but I thought after that first 20 minutes, there was a clearly dominant team. And they ran in some late tries to really pad. I mean, they scored three tries in like the last four minutes or something. So they really padded that lead late on, but they were by a distance, the better team. And it's a shame. I think that Tamika Upton won't be going to the world cup because she's got a niggling injury because she was brilliant in this game. Yeah. Millie Boyle not going either. Yeah. You know, and that Jesse Seattle, I think is too young. So why she can't. Yeah. Go. That's a she weird one. It was, is that I, I can't, I read conflicting things about that. That's not like a hard law. It's just like a coach's decision that she's I don't know. Young. I don't know. But she had to get like exemptions to play in the NRL. So yeah. But like she was, I mean, maybe, I mean, Racine maybe, but like she was arguably the best halves player in the comp this year. Yeah. So oh, I she's think ready. she's like going to be locked on probably the best player in the comp. Oh, like yeah. A year or two. Like, yeah. She's one of those, like, I hadn't seen her play live. And I don't want to make this sound like it's a sexist thing, but she's the first female spine player I've seen who moved like one of the males. And I know that sounds like a sexist thing, but she looks silkier. Looks like she'd be doing it for longer. Like yep. she has the subtle ball movement. Which we're going to see more of in the future. Yeah, exactly. Obviously. So Southwell is just a bit of a sign of the times changing. And like, you know, she's was so much silkier, like even small things, but she kicks across fields just all, you know, dummy on the inside and then put a cross field kick up. Or yeah. she'll feign to kick and then kick anyway. And those little movements just haven't been there as many other girls a bit more telegraphed and i just noticed that when you see her live how much more silky she moves when i was at the stadium there but it was weird mate they were up four tries to two and only up by eight points for a long yeah. time <laughs> the nights and i was like how is this game on until uh takarangi sealed it but yeah it was a really dominant game from the nights i think it was just a couple of like errors of, you know in the, in the middle part of the game mm. there from Nui that kind of kept the eels in it but yeah. uh you know, Upton was great. So was Boyle, despite dropping the ball a couple of times. Southwell, classy. Um, Romy really Tito was win. great too. Yeah, and they got really their, good um, line for her try. Um, yeah, they got their cool celebration at home. Like it was, that was great. As we said, Campo said last week they'd celebrate a letter opening up there. Yeah, it's they the yeah they had like a thousand so people at their town hall yesterday as well. I yeah. saw, which was cool. Um, but yeah, it was good. Like you know, they had fans and family and friends waiting at the leagues club when they got back off the bus. You know, players jumping into boyfriends' arms, all that stuff. It was great. It was awesome. Millie said the line. She said the the line about Lego. Everyone loved it. It's awesome. Yeah, it was good. Um, but yeah, the the Paramount. I mean, it's a shame. Like, I mean, it was nice for them to get here. Obviously, it sucks that they lost two grand finals on one day. Um, I mean, the player of the game for me was Abby Church's try saver on Kiana Takarangi, and then it didn't matter because Newcastle scored in like the same spot thirty seconds later. But that was one of the slickest one on one strips I've ever seen. It's a shame it didn't mean more. In the match, but that's okay. Um, yeah, that, Kennedy Charrington and Samama Taufa were awesome as well on a yeah. beaten team. They were they were yeah. awesome. Um, yes, yeah, they were just outclassing the end, weren't they? I think Taylor Preston had her arm early on and was carrying that for the yeah. rest of the game too. So it's yeah, not what ideal. And, Millie you know, saved probably have... her best game for the final there, huh? Yeah, so, it was weird. She had a really bad first ten minutes. She dropped the ball cold, then she got caught at a defender for the um, yeah the Anderson she... try. But then after that, she was she was sick. she was exceptional. So, yeah, they did quite well to go on and win it without Hannah Southwell, who we thought was a massive mm -hmm. out. But 
Yeah, yeah. That, you know, if we don't know what will happen next year. The team's change so much. So you'd assume Millie staying there may be up them, but you'll probably lose some players just like every other team. Oh, yeah. will when there's four well, Teetle's going back to Townsville, joining. right? Yeah, I think so. So, um, yeah. like, that'll just... We'll see if they can back it up next year, but... As we know, with when the Brisbane were doing it as well, anyway, like having Upton yeah. and Boyle is halfway there. Just last year, Upton was obviously it's true in, in, injured a bit herself, and she seems as you said, she's carrying an injury again now to miss the World Cup. But she certainly bounced back this NRLW season, you know, fantastically. Five tries in those five games, but yeah, didn't didn't look to have the injuries lingering like she had uh, the last tournament with Brisbane. I'm just, I'm really hoping we don't we haven't overexpanded too quickly next year. But there's only one way to find out. And that's by playing the games. But yeah, we'll see. Like, we don't want what we've got in the AFLW now where some teams are like so bad that they're like not kicking a goal in a whole game and stuff. It's like, ugh. yeah, I'm, I don't I'm think more, that'll happen. But neither, um, neither yeah. I'm more positive about it now than yeah, I was same. when it was announced. Just because we're seeing some of the players who missed out in this NRLW. Yeah, exactly. And we've even like, seen people miss out in these, in these teams. Yeah, like Caitlin Moran would be starting in the halves for somewhere like a team next year for sure and she's on the bench here like yeah 18th, I mean, 18th um, band for the first half of the season so Maddie Studden hasn't got a team and you know yeah. whilst I don't think she's a representative player she's good enough to be playing NRLW level absolutely football. she's um she hasn't didn't, didn't have a team like and you know even guys like sorry girls like Emma Manzelman I thought she's a really quality hooker she's good enough to start a hooker somewhere but mm. she's splitting that job at the night it's like that so I have a bit more faith that might be enough quality for eight or nine so that yeah. means as well one team getting really pounded I guess yeah, we'll see. We'll find out, but and we'll see because I know that I know that um I know that they've done a lot of sounding out with like super W players mm. as well to get some more of them to come across. So that will no doubt increase the quality as well. I mean, like Gal Broughton was one of those, right? And she, I think, is Pavetta's best attacking outlet yeah. most of the time. So um, yeah, hopefully we get more players like that. And I think I was really excited about like oh, there's like. High hopes for the the North Queensland team just purely because there's a bunch of girls up there who literally just can't move their lives away from that their hometown for like four months of the year for not much money. Yeah, exactly. and so that team might be sick next year as well. So hopefully, but yeah, this um really good performance by Newcastle. They absolutely deserve the win. I loved seeing the scenes, um, and I, I love that there wasn't any of that patronising bullshit afterwards. It was just like Newcastle getting around a premiership win. It wasn't. Isn't it great to see them supporting the girls? All the stuff. It was just like. No. Fuck yeah, they won. It's better than Lego. How good it is. It, yeah, I'm hoping, as you said, mate, next year's tournament goes well. I don't even know when it's getting played. So that I think, I do think the earlier years tournament had a bit more general interest in this one, just because it wasn't running mm. alongside the men's yeah. finals, nor was it running alongside fatigue or footy. Like, how do you feel about that, by the way? About what? Well, like I love the I love the romanticism of the all three grades, but we've already got so one of the I. games that doesn't matter on Grand Final Day, which is the first one. And then mm. I don't know. A part of me thinks that it would be better long term if the final of this was a standalone event. Like, can you imagine? I don't know, like, I, I don't know either. Like, I genuinely don't know. I know that there a lot of people came in early to watch this game, but. Again, a, a, a gigantic chunk of those would have been. I mean, they got lucky that Parramatta was fans, in the game, yeah. but like, had it been Knights versus Roosters, like it would have just been a very neutral crowd, just having a good time. Whereas, you know, had this been at Hunter Stadium, they probably would have got they would have got a five figure crowd for this, and it would have been pretty cool. So, I don't know. I don't know going forward. Maybe that's a conversation to have in a couple of years' time. But for now, we should, I guess, just focus on the fact that forty thousand people rocked up early to come and watch this. So, 
Good on him. Yeah, and uh, I just, as you said, I just don't know more. It's like I like having them on the same grand finals on the grand final mm. day, but I, I just would like to have the season run earlier. I actually quite liked that it, it was when it was on in preset. It had good ratings and similar. When Summer footy because. Because, yeah, it's like people have the thirst for footy and more people are willing to try NLW then than when they're willing to try yeah. it out when they're tainted a bad year and they're over footy. It's like that one week It's like that one week of the year where Super Rugby's ratings are much higher because it's the week before the NRL season starts and people are just like, oh, the Waratahs are playing. So I'll, I'll check that out. And then as soon as the footy starts properly, <laughs> the rugby ratings just tank again. Yeah, mom, it's a bit more challenging next year coming up anyway with how mm. early the well, season With a short preseason and all that. Uh, yeah. And all the stadiums, like, mm. so I don't know. I don't envy anyone who's doing anything with the draw right now. No, uh, me either. Uh, I also did not envy Parramatta's men's team for being on the wrong end of an absolute onslaught. Um, up there, I think, off the top of my head, with Newcastle 01, Storm 12 and 17, as like the best one of the best halves of footy uh, I've ever seen. Roosters 18 and the, and the Roosters 18 as well. Up, yeah. Like, they. I understand that, like, I mean, the game was gone, right? Like, the game was beyond doubt by halftime, but it was only, what, 18-0? But yeah. it, it could have been so much more. I The final scoreline only being 16 is hilarious. Like, yeah. they won this game by 50 in my eyes. But Penrith have done this plenty, as you said. They're the only yeah. team that hadn't scored 50 pretty much this year, the big teams, and they, they've been pretty happy to get to those dominant leads and then just hit cruise control. And those last two tries are pretty much, in my opinion, I know you scored because Penrith don't care much anymore at that point. Mm. But, yeah, that first, as you said, first 20 minutes of that game, it's just a fabulous performance from from uh, Penrith. And then the Eels pretty much touched the ball like once in a 10-minute period yeah. when, when the Penrith well, are dominating them there. Their first play of the ball inside the Panthers 20 was in the 39th minute. Yeah. <laughs> like, fucking hell. It was weird. Like, after, like, the first set of the game, did Cleary kick from behind, like, his own 40 for the rest of the game? Like, it just felt like every set like. they were over halfway. Hey, like... They were just so dominant, and we've expected this from them all year. But to do it to a team that is usually middle-wise pretty good, they don't get pushed around by a lot of teams, Parramatta. But today they did, and to an extent that was just ridiculous. Like, I mean, when it was after Sorensen scored, I think a lot of us were thinking that that forty-nil milestone was in sight. But you know, as we, as you just said, and we've discussed before, they are more than happy to just get into a position where they can't really lose and then just chill. And they pretty much did that. Yeah. Um, as you said, that I think Parramatta did the same thing they did in week one. And this, the quote Nick Campton got from Regan Kelman Gillard saying they're like in a dick measuring contest. And I think that's what Parramatta's downfall was in this game too. Obviously, Penrith turned up and it felt like a combination of the last three years. It felt like this was the blueprint. This was the perfect performance by them. You know, they did that. They did the Mitch Kenny starting hooker thing again. And, it's one of those things that, in theory, so many so many coaches have tried and so many teams have tried. They've tried this thing where they'll put this hooker in to take the sting out of the game, you know, in air quotes, and then it never works. But Mitch Kenny actually goes out there and, like, mm. throws his body and everything. Like, you know, when he went off, he was, like, leading, you know, the, the kilometers run, all that kind of stuff, and high-intensity efforts when he went off the field. Like, he was throwing his body into every bit of contact, you know, really burnt his candle at both ends there. And then you also had Moses Leota did the same thing in that first 20-odd minutes. And it's just, you know, having faith in everything else will work that they let dudes do that kind of stuff. Like they yeah. let they get Moses and Kenny really physically throw, you know, throw their whole bodies around, you know. Isaiah Yo still played the full 80, which I thought was awesome. But like that, they really set a physical tone early. 
and they started winning the field possession battle. And all it took, there was two poor kicks in that first 25 or so from from the uh, Eels. Well, sorry, two poor kicks with poor chases. And pa- pa- Parramatta, sorry, Penrith scored off both those sets. They started their set in like the 40 and they scored off both of them. And that's all it took. It was like they were dominating physically, winning field positions slowly. Penrith, sorry, Para are playing 2-1 out, one out hit-ups, getting kicking from their own 40, good kick pressure. Moses puts a deep kick up, has a poor chase. They score. Next one's that Gutho does that really bad dummy half kick. The chase is worse. Edwards gets it to like the 40 and they score. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. that sucked the air out of the stadium. And we're like, yeah, this uh, this, this game's over. over. We were pretty much sort of that point. Like We were already was- sending Eddie... Well, I was. You were at the ground. But I was already sending yeah. Eddie like uh, cons- consolatory messages. Yeah, because like, yeah, what do you do at that point? You're not coming back the way they're playing. Like, and and I think the worst thing from after that period there was Parramatta didn't try anything. It was like they they played yeah, it was scared. weird. They they did that early kick on what their first set of the game. Like it didn't work, but it was cool. And I mean, it, it almost like they did pin Penrith back. Like I think that's probably Penrith's like worst starting field position for like the entire game. And they didn't really try any other sort of trick plays after that. Yeah, like being at that game, and you can obviously see a bit more at the game. Uh, in that period, you know, the 10 minutes left in the first half or so when they finally got some possession back, Penrith were so on top that the wingers weren't even going back on tackle four. But it's like, just kick it, mate. Just have the early kick. When, when the wingers aren't back, like there was one section of that game on tackle three or four, Mitch Moses was still on his own 20. You're not on their own 20 and only Edwards is back. And he was back on his right-hand touchline, right? So it kind of left, like, to his left, like, 50 metres of space towards the 40-metre line. And no one back on the other wing. It's like, just kick it. Mm. Just just have a, a kick for the 2040. He ended up kicking on fifth from, like, the 25-metre line or whatever. But it's just kick for the 2040 or kick for field position. Just boot it as hard as you can in that direction because Edwards isn't back. Uh, To'o isn't back. Let's see what you can get out of them there. And they just didn't do that kind of stuff. And they also just kept going one out hit ups. Like they've they've built themselves on offloads or moving the ball in the middle. I don't think Junior Paulo passed the ball to like the 65th minute. You know, they just went one out and they let Penrith absorb in and, and shrink in and hit them and, yeah. and compress the defensive line. And yeah, they got beaten off. They got well, beaten off the park and they didn't do anything. They didn't respond. They just sat there and got pounded. It was weird. I, I know they didn't I know they didn't win the game, but I think Souths in that round 23 game showed the best way to play against Penrith. And that's just early spreads. Try to get around them as they're swarming mm-hmm. you. And you can make something happen. And I found it weird that Parramatta really just didn't do that at all. Um, it almost felt like... I don't. You don't want to say played scared, but like it almost felt like the occasion got the better of them. And they were just trying to hang on for dear life rather than actually try to win the game. Yeah, right. and, and you're right there. At the start of that game, like, you know, the, the first set, you know, Parramatta start with better field position. They do. Those first couple of sets, like... Mm. They, you know, they kick to down uh, Penrith and they get them, you know, Dylan Edwards tackled on like the 10 meter line, but Penrith still make it up to like halfway, put an okay kick in. And then those next couple of sets from Pat, it was so compressed. They made, you know, like 30 meters going just up the same train tracks. And it's like, just do something. You have to do something. You have to try something different to beat them. And you said you move the ball around a lot, work for South. And that's the way you can, you, the way they should, the Parramatta could have beaten them. And, they didn't. And then, you know, they cracked pretty easily. And, and some guys defensively, did, you know, a couple of lapses, that's all it took. And, you know, they caught Gutho out on the third try. Or was it the second try? 
for example, I don't know, I can't remember. Uh, can't, the kick, the Sorensen one, yeah. 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 Was it second yeah. or third? Fuck, second I don't know. or third, I can't remember. But yeah, you just yeah. can't have those mistakes against against Penrith and expect to come out on top. And, you know, it was over after like 20 minutes and everyone in the stadium was just waiting for full time from them pretty much. Everyone yeah, knew the, it was over. The moment Sorensen scored, game, game was yeah. gone. I mean, it was probably yeah. gone when Toto scored, really, a 12 nil, but yeah. it was absolutely and, gone. At... And the first time they tried anything different was Reed, uh, Reed Marnie take kicking to, to Bailey Simonson and Mm. That ended up being a pretty good play. Simonson obviously did the wrong thing trying to burn Edwards there because like Edwards had had the field position on him. It's it's I'm not mm. going to say it's overrated. Obviously, people are going to compare it to Sattler. Everybody knows it's not as good as Sattler's tackle. Yeah, but I, I, the discourse it. after that was insane to me. Like what? it doesn't need to be that deep. It like it's a winger running down the left hand sideline in a grand final and a Penrith player makes a cover tackle and takes him over the sideline. I, I, no one is arguing the context was as important as when Sattler did it, yeah, nor no. was the tackle as good. But if your mind didn't immediately go to Scott Sattler when that happened, exactly. you are lying. You're, you're, you're straight lying. up lying. Yeah, We all thought and, it. And there's nothing yeah, and we, wrong and with we comparing all knew, Exactly right. And we all nice knew have a fucking moment, really. Yeah. It's like it, well, we all know it was nowhere near as good as Sattler's tackle. We all know that. Edwards was in position, and it was just a regulation tackle any fullback should make. But as you said, left-hand sideline, grand final kind of like 30 meters out or so. Of course, you're going to think of that. But Edwards did that. And then he did that. And then the next set, he he was the last pass on a try. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Clive Churchill. Locked up. <laughs> Before that, it was, yeah, I thought Toto or him and probably Edwards anyway, because they wouldn't give it to Toto. Was, like, but, we, like, it was there. There's not really, I can't really remember a more predictable grand final day. Like, mm. you can't have been too, like, I can't have too much of getting every single thing right, because it was all so obvious, right? It was like, yeah. Easy win for Penrith in the Super Bowl. Easy win for yeah. the Knights. Easy win for Easy Penrith. Win for the, Dylan Edwards yeah. probably gets the Clive Churchill medal. Like, yeah. just everything went the way we thought it would go. Well, we spoke about like that, that I thought Cleary wasn't the auto like everyone thinks they were going to be because mm. he's already got one. It's probably going to go. We said probably Edwards or if not one of these. I wasn't sure about Edwards until that five-minute patch where he made the tackle yeah. then put Staines yeah. over for the try. But at that point, was wrapped. Yeah. And Toy was, was exceptional. In this he game. was great, too. He was, he was really awesome. Good. He's hit that I, weird mark of like he gets like they spend all year talking about Dylan Edwards. It's like the moment to oh, got a rep jersey, we stop caring. Yeah, it's like, best, I think best bringer in the comp. Why if you had to name, if you had to do a top five for this game, no order, but like I, if you had to take a top five, I would go with in some order: Toto, Luai, Liam Martin, either Yo or Kikiao, and Edwards. I think. Yeah. Um. I think yeah, like Fisher Harris also is really good as well. Liam Martin so. had the game, the best game he's had this year. I think he was I awesome. Agree. He was he, he was great. Best game he's had this year. Most runs he's had like one fifty five meters. He was really solid as well. I agree. I think um, I'd probably go Edwards, Toto, and then yeah, that little group. I probably wouldn't even have Luai in it really. I'd probably just go uh, I, Yo Martin and Fisher Harris, my best five. Mm. But, yeah, it's weird. Um, people I, people go nuts about running meters all the time, and no one seems yeah. to care that Brian Sutter had 300 of the things. Yeah, of 24 <laughs> runs. Yeah. And 100 meters post contact was great. But I did love, though, at the end, by the way, like Nathan, like he's known for it, but Nathan Cleary wanted that 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 end of game shit try so bad. He tried yeah. like three times. He loves it. He teams up by 24. Give me that shit try. I want, I want to finish the game with that shit try. Well, I had two grubby multis on that both had Nathan Cleary anytime try scorer. So I wanted it too, yeah. Mitchell. But uh, um, yeah. That discourse has also been insane because, okay, Joey's the only person <laughs> who said it, but no one else has actually, no one else has actually said he's the best halfback of all time. But you can't talk people for some reason that you can't even call him the best Penrith halfback of all time, or even start discussing that. <laughs> and I understand Brandy had a fantastic career, but are we, what are we what are we doing here? 
I looked at it up right because, um, like I, I immediately when I, there's a few people on Twitter where I mean, if I see them say anything, I assume it's wrong. So I went to go look this up, and Nathan Cleary's already. I know it's not everything. I know wins and losses aren't everything, but Nathan Cleary's already won more finals games than Craig Gower and Greg Alexander put together. He has a Clive Churchill medal, which neither of those players have. Um, he has a better rep. I know he's had question marks on his rep career, but he's had a better rep career. Greg Alexander never won an Origin game. He played six of them. Um, uh, he's in a better team. He's won more premierships. And people go, oh, he's only 24. You don't know. It's like he could retire tomorrow and he's a Hall of Famer. Like, mm. it doesn't matter. And we're so, not we, but pe- people, basically everyone that watches the sport who's over the age of 40, bar like a few people, um, just thinks that it's sacrilegious to ever say that anything that happened after like 1993 is good. You're not but allowed also- to say it. No, no, but also they'll dub a new best player in the current yeah, game every three weeks. It's I think um I think it was our friend of the show, Harvey, that I can't find the exact tweet. I'm not going to go back into my replies, but it was like this paradox about how everything was better back in the day because of nostalgia, but also every new player is automatically the best player ever. It's weird. How yeah. do we do both of those things at the same time? But somehow we it, do. It's very weird. And like, you know, as you said, Brand, Brandy might be a better player than Nathan Cleary, you know, and he had a great long career and, and you know, he won less finals game and it's a team sport in the end though, but. It's you, you really can't start addressing that. You can't start saying, hey, this guy, you know, the most important player in the, the best, best team, team of my team. life. You can't <laughs> argue that like, you can't. The other one, too, people seem trying to argue when Fisher Harris said it was the best Panthers team of all time. Well, what considering is? they've made the finals like 11 times in their fucking history, I think you can call the team that went to three straight grand finals and won back to back premierships and 50% I- of the class premierships. You might be able to call that one the best Panthers team of all time already. I know right. that it's not every. I know that like if you ask Nathan Cleary, he would say the reverse and say that Greg Alexander is the best. But Greg Alexander said it on the radio yesterday. He was like, "Yeah, mm. Nathan Cleary's he's the best. He's amazing. All the stuff." And then Mark Guyer said, "Yes, this is the best Penrith team ever," which is like, um, not controversial. Well, every Penrith fan thinks the Penrith one at least. It's how like look- how is this controversial? I don't they know. won. They won one comp from like. I won't say nowhere, but like 2003 was a bit lightning in the bottle. Like no one expected them to win the comp that year. Yeah. And then they had a couple of solid years after that, never really challenged seriously for a comp again. And then they were just shit for like a decade. Like, yeah. and, and then, just, and, yeah, they've and they lost eight regular season games in three years. And like four or five of those are without origin players or resting guys in the last week of the season. They've had like, a grand, uh, excluding week one of the finals last year and the grand final against the Storm in 2020, they've had like three legitimate losses in three years, and it's yeah. like we can't say these guys are good. Yeah. I can't. I can't, the, I, the I, early I, I team. That they're the best team I've ever seen, and people are like, "What about St George in the 50s?" I'm like, "Well, good for them. They beat the same four teams over and over again for like a decade. Great. Who gives a shit? Uh, these a, guys it, are better than any team I have ever seen." And people, oh, the back-to-back Roosters. I'm like, when the Roosters won in 2018, great team. Don't get me wrong. Great team. They lost as many games in the regular season in 2018 as Penrith have in three years. They lost eight games. They finished one win above eighth. And people are yep. talking about them like they're the best team ever. The comp was so even in 2018. People forget that. That was that year where they had four teams equal first and another four teams equal fifth. Yeah, it was, And they were the best team in the finals. No, No issues with that. I like, do the one. I, I will agree with the argument that there isn't as good of a challenger to Penrith right I now. I agree with that for sure. But oh well, I keep winning all the game damn games. You said for a number also, of years now. That highlights my point because I said they were the most dominant team I've seen. Yes, and not the best. If you're saying all their other, well, I said they're the best team I've seen, and that they yeah. are. No one's ever been more dominant. 
Yes. Two separate points. One of which you can't argue because it's my opinion. And the other one you can't argue because it's fucking true. It's like, I tried to go back, dude. I, I went back and looked. Like, there's no team in our lifetime that has come close to a three-year stretch like that where their worst season was a regular season where they finished first and lost three games and then they lost the grand final by a try. That's the worst yeah. of their three well, seasons. The other funny one is that even that Dragons teammate it's only like one of the that decade of them being in a ten team comp that which spanned from Manly to Western Sydney, with no one who wasn't white, semi professionals, whatever. Even in that comp, mate, it's only like one of those three years did they have a record better than this Penrith team, one of yeah. the three year windows. Because even out that they were losing games, and that's what, like this. If this Penrith team played in the sixties, right in the yeah. format they played in the sixties. They would what they because because they, they only lose games now because of Origin pretty much you yeah. know or one other game like you know their losses towards the end of the year like Origin introduced suspension if they played on the sixties yeah. rule set they have resting like one the whole loss of three against the Cowboys, um dude it's it's crazy I don't understand it and like it's it's literally like so twenty seventeen Storm were probably up until this Penrith team the best regular season we've seen since like the 01 Eels and the 01 Eels choked in the grand final. So they're mm-hmm. ineligible for this conversation. The 2017 storm curb stomped everyone. They lost, I think three or four games in the whole year. They romped it through the finals. That was the worst grand final of all time because of how easily they won. And no one gave Cowboys a snowflakes chance in hell. Mm-hmm. Penrith have been like that for three years. Yeah. Like, but we can't say they're the best ever. But we though, can't man. say it for some reason. I don't know why, but oh, the 94 Raiders. I'm just, yeah. 94 Raiders had a great like, shitload of great players. They finished third in their own yeah. comp that year and lost a finals game. And people are telling me that they're more dominant than this team. Yeah, I, it's, just, it's just madness. It's not, it's, it's not even an opinion. It's just demonstrably not true. Like, no team's ever gone back-to-back in the NRL era until the Roosters did it. And the, and the Panthers have tacked on a third year before that where they were, like, just as good, except they lost the grand final. Like, this is the best team I've ever seen. That's my opinion, and you can't argue the fact that they are the most dominant team of our lifetimes. Yeah, you can't. Argue Harry did win three comps that. from 1981 to 83, but we weren't alive, so whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. But yeah, exactly. But like that pen, I think you said that Storm team was the closest in terms of dominance the last couple of yeah. years, and their losses again, same thing. Two of them are in the Origin period, you know, and it's like that's what will change that. But the, the Penrith team have been so good the last couple of years; it's ruined the ladder, <laughs> like. <laughs> Like we had teams because of how many yeah, teams, wins were at the top of the we ladder. We talked about we had, this before. Teams used to win yeah. the comp with like seven or eight losses, and it was yeah. normal. I mean, again, this year we had you know thirteenth missed the eight, thirteen wins missed the eight. Like they've been dominant years. You just said there, mate. When the team would finish first with fifteen wins, the twenty eight on the comp at fifteen and nine. Yeah, yeah. But they've they've or ruined the ladder maybe out of most years. Yeah. So um, yeah, they've they're definitely the most dominant team of of my lifetime and and yours, and that includes my the my the Brisbane team from the late nineties. You know, like. I might like to argue that that as a team of better footballers, that Brisbane yeah, team. Yeah, for sure. But it's you not the same that. thing. Like, you know, because you can go through there and you'll probably pick out a lot more guys who aged as all-time greats. But mm. Penrith are doing it in a more competitive era with a, a, a far wider playing pool, a far bigger and playing And they actually adhere to the salary cap. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> and um, I mean, that's also not, that's not, that's not even a joke. That's the truth though. That to get, yeah. Remember Broncos had to get another cap after the Super League. They were like, cheating. That is true. Well, they weren't. They were playing by the rules the of their own out. league. The, of their yeah, own they league. Made, yeah. They, they made, made their, their own, own comp with bullshit rules. And they played rules. by them. And they played by them. That's, I guess. Um, but yeah, uh, they're just so goddamn good. And it's yeah, weird. Yeah. Like, if this was the Roosters, I would hate my life. Like, I would just hate this sport. Like, this podcast wouldn't exist anymore because I'd just be so sick of rugby league. But 
Yeah. I don't care that it's Penrith. I get that people hate these guys, I guess now more than anything because they're winning, but also because like they've got a lot of guys who are pricks. But they do, I don't have a problem with any of that. I really don't I mean, care. The, I mean, every this is what the people younger than us do when they win games. Tell, tell about now. Like, haven't you mm. seen videos? Like, we've seen viral videos of like six-year-olds trash talking playing basketball because they've what seen it. It's like this is what happens now. Okay, like, yeah, these guys are going to be a bit smug, and they all have been recently when they've won the premiership. Just whatever, Penrith Panthers. We don't like them as much, so we're hating that. And I've, I've yeah, tried also, to ignore most of this course because it's pathetic. It's pathetic on all, all <laughs> sides. Also, Alfie's like lauded for chanting "St George can't play" after they smashed them in a grand final, which is basically yeah. what James Vijayas did, and people are like disgusted. Um, yeah. I will say the only thing, the literally the only thing that was said at those post game celebrations that I actually had a problem with was Coruscant taking the piss out I of. Did, the I didn't care. I care. No, I care about that one just purely because it's like, dude, you're going there. Like, yeah, but he's don't be a prick. He's at Panthers celebrations on the cans. I get that, but like, I don't, just don't say th- that the team you're going no. to is shit and won't win a comp. Like, I mean, I just don't think he think like I know there's cameras there, mate, but I reckon he doesn't think that's going anywhere when he says that. I reckon he thinks he's just talking to Panthers fans. Yeah, because like, he's look, actually gonna... played. He's actually played it quite well publicly for the whole year. He's even, there's even been quotes about him saying, you know, he's trying to get Papaletti to commit more, all that kind of stuff. He's been doing his job. I can forgive a dude who's six sheets to the wind. After winning the grand final, his third ring, making a small laugh at the going to the Tigers. Yeah. The Tigers. The only, again, I'm not, I don't want the guy. At, okay? I don't want the guy get. His, I don't want him getting his contract torn up God, by some Tigers crazy. fans. I'm not outraged by it. I'm just saying it was literally. If you had to pick something of what was said in those couple of days of celebrations, that was the one thing that I was kind of like, mm, I don't like that. The rest of it, don't give a shit. Didn't care last year when Bill Kickow was singing Glory, Glory to South Sydney. Yeah. Don't care this year that Regan Campbell-Gillard's saying we hate Parramatta. Because they fucking do hate Parramatta. Like, how do we build this up as like this battle of the West? These teams hate each other all week. And then a player says it and we're like, oh. Yeah. Well, I don't want to I don't want to focus too much on, much on one clown's opinions, but the man who screams out, where's the hate in State of Origin? Gets the hate now. It's like, oh, geez, they wouldn't have done this in my day. No, it's just, it's no matter what happens with young players, you know, there's issues brought up with it. And some of the comparisons are hilarious. People have done it on the internet and laughed at it. It's not, I'm only, I've got no interest in that. And of, I do think, though, I do agree with somewhat of the point of saying their behavior does affect what people think of them as a good footy side. I agree with that. 100% agree, I agree with that. that. I agree with that because pe- like, people don't remember if anyone of the past was smug or annoying or whatever. Even though the Roosters side was smug, it's just every year we get more and more coverage of these of when Pings win a premiership. There's on Instagram live, we get to see these videos. Like it gets, it's gonna keep being, being like this. But the difference is, well, Pan- the Panthers have been able to say and do whatever they want for like three years, and no one stopped them. Yeah, it's like uh, I, it's true. Like it is true. If this team was a bunch of mild mannered white guys like Jake Tavoyevich, the public mm-hmm. opinion of them would be vastly different, especially from older generations. Yeah. Yeah, and that's I don't, and I'm not even trying to say that's a race thing. It's just more the fact people like Boyovich don't. He has never said anything mean ever. Mm. <laughs> you he's know, such a nice boy. Such a nice boy. That's it. But Luai carries his attitude, and he's got a fuck you attitude, and it, you know, and, and I the like team it. has it. But it it works for them. Like that's why they that's why they're as good as they are. It's part of who they are, and that's why people like to laugh as Luai as a reserve grader on on his talent, or he could sort of replaceable. He's their locker room leader. Like. Yep. Some of He's it's the really guy with lame. the boombox. Yeah. Some of it's really lame from the outside, but it gets them going. So 
they're young guys. They're different to the rest of us. And some of them might look back in 10 years and go, shit, that was pretty lame. Some of the stuff mm. they said and did. That doesn't matter right now. No, they, they're a team, and we've seen it before, when teams who are young and win comms, they don't fully appreciate how difficult it usually is, but they keep doing it. So they're not going to show as much respect after it when they win it. At this point, teams. they're like one of those college football teams that just wins every game every yeah. year. Like if there were like, a bunch of 30-year-olds who finally won a comp, they wouldn't act like this because it, they, they went through tw- 10 years of struggle to get there. This team has not to struggle for shit. They just win. <laughs> like So of course they have an attitude. Yeah, like when South won, it was relief, tears, all this stuff, both from yeah. fans and players. But now it's just like, yeah, we're the fucking best. We do what we want. Cry about it. Yeah, if and any, any you know young what? team that's, won this many years in a row, that's it. It's fine. That's how I don't, I don't begrudge at all. I, and I honestly do like it. I really, I just, li- I like the swagger they have. They're an amazing team to watch. Yeah, and good. Paramount on them. I like fans, most of their players. Fans, are fine like, with most of it, mate. Players, fine yeah. most of it. And we should yeah. probably talk. What do we reckon? Where do these teams go from here? I guess we may as well talk well, about. Well, Penrith are going to win the next twelve comps. I, I, they can look. Kickouts. Kickout had a really good season. I think you can probably replace him somewhere. Whether that's. By moving Targo to the edge or getting someone else, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure Luke they have is going to be a world. Oh yeah, world, of course. Forgot about that. Um, and uh, Zach Hosking. <laughs> yeah, but Coruscant is a big loss. Mitch Kenny played really well in these 20 minutes stints, but here's the thing, right? So whilst Coruscant is a big loss, there's games this year where they've played mainly, probably both the games against Seattle late in the season actually, where he was the difference probably between them winning and losing. But there's also like. 15 games a year where they could have just about anyone at hooker and it wouldn't matter because they're exactly. so fucking dominant, including the grand final. Like Mitch yeah, Kenny, could have, they could have left Appy on the bench. Mitch Kenny could have played 80. They still would have won that game very comfortably. I mean, so that's they could why have put on the bench. great the, player, but yeah. yeah. They could have put, you know, who, like a media, could, like, okay, Pete the Greek could have been their bench hooker this year and they would, like, with their Mitch Kenny rotation, it would have been fine. Mm-hmm. But you're right there. And I think the one, the thing that they, they thrive on the most is their physicality. And it's not supposed to keep going like it has to them, but I'm not going to like, they've been this physical for three years. I'm not going to back it to go away. Like they've been no. physical. They've played at the point of contact. They've outmuscled teams across the field for three years. They're going to keep doing that. I'm with you that it's like, I don't see the end in sight of dominance. It might not be yeah, as this dom like this might be the best iteration of this, this era Panthers, this year's team, but you know, Coruscant goes, as you said, Mitch Kenny still stays there throwing his body around for 30 minutes. And then someone like Sonny Luke, who, you know, is like 27 or whatever, hasn't played a lot of first grade, but might look like a world beater off there. I mean, God, Corey Pakes would look great off the bench for them. Come on, just whip the ball around a bit, you know, and move around the field. Like, as you said, Kikau's a massive loss as well with his playmaking. You know, they probably have lost over this season, lost like 30 or 40 points, you know, generated from yeah. what whether we replaced by. But I don't. It might bring him back a win or two, but I don't think it's going to bring him back to the pack. No, neither do I. Like, and this is as close as we. Maybe not, it might even exceed it. I'm not going to say that yet. But this is as close as we're getting to like the big three storm era, where you just pencil them in to be either a prelim finalist or a grand finalist every year, every year. for the foreseeable yep. future. Yep, and until I see like. Isaiah Yo, Fisher Harris, yeah. you know, Brian Toto go off a cliff and Edwards yep. if it go off a cliff. Mm. You know, because they're still always going to have the that Cleary's boot and similar that that's cheating well, anyway. You know? It's like if you I mean, I don't have the age of the players, I can probably pull it up, but it's like of those key players, Isaiah Yo is the oldest guy, right? Or is James Fisher Harris the oldest guy? No, it's, no, Isaiah Yo. Um, yeah, Fisher Harris and is he's still like not that old. 
Yeah, I wasn't sure because I was that he had that early period where he played it like lock and shit. I wasn't sure, but yeah. um, I pulled the squad up real quick. Yeah, Fisher Harris is twenty six still. Like okay. Isaiah yeah. is twenty seven, mate. So yeah, <laughs> there you go. That was close. Um, yeah. yeah. So like you look at all the key players. So like Cleary is twenty four. Is Louis twenty four? Twenty five? Louis twenty five? Dylan mm. Edwards, how old are you? You're twenty six. Like yeah. I mean, Edwards it's... is never playing this well again, though. Like he's just not. Mm. Yeah, but like it. He'll still be Good. as hard working. Yeah, he will be. Yeah, the I effort mean, will still be there. So. What's the thing? Like none of these guys. Like, there's so many teams over time where they had this period of being really good, and they had these guys like remember, like Marco Mealy for like three or four years, and yeah, they just yeah. caught up to him. And yeah. it just hasn't caught up to this team, and that's why I'm not going to pick it to catch up to them. Hey, like, oh, so so the their oldest player next year will be Jog uh, Luke Garner. Yeah, there you go. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah, so in, stupid. It's you said I don't see much changing, and the fact again, it's not that they win every grade, but their their first grade team is so settled. All they need to do is pick out like another two players every year coming through from the best junior system in the country. So it's easy that way. They don't have to pick yeah. out thirteen and convert. They only need two or three guys to fill in in first grade, and you know we'll see that next year again. More of those guys will step up. So oh. and and we even saw my even how physical Crichton and bloody Charlie Staines played the last two games. Like Stephen Crichton Staines wasn't pretty good. Tough. Yeah. You know, Shane's had a good game, but the Eels, yep. man, like I, after that game, I, my opinion, and it might be wrong, but I think Clint Gutherson knew it was his first and last grand final because he went back out there like on his own, shoes off with his baby and just stood in the middle of the field for like ages, staring blankly, yeah. soaking it in. Well, I think the main difference there is that like Nathan Cleary is going to be at Penrith for as long as he wants, right? Which mm-hmm. at this point, would you, I would be fairly surprised if he ever played for another NRL team or at least in the next four to five years if he played for another NRL team. It'd be very, very surprising. But like Mitch Moses, if you told me he'd be back at the West Tigers in 2024 or playing elsewhere, I wouldn't be surprised. And mm-hmm. that's obviously a huge chunk of their team. Reed Marnie has the, his hands all over everything that they do well. He gone. Um, Gutherson. Papali'i gone. Yep. Isaiah Papali'i gone. Sean Lane's never going to play this well again. Um, Nathan Brown gone. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's like, I don't know. I don't think all like Campbell Gull is not that old, is he? Nor is, and they've got Dylan Brown, I guess. But it's like uh, this team, I think, caught lightning in a bottle to no, some extent no. this year. And Ashley is kind. He's thirty next year, I think. Like, is he really? He's, okay, there yeah, because like remember, he's from the Penrith group before this group. That's you right. He, five. He's in fact they're still paying him. I think. I think it's ended this so... year. But him and uh, uh, Barlow are kind of older, but it's more like you know. They don't, they're not they have good enough depth to take yeah. away two of their best things and just hope it no, works. No, I like, agree. Like because Marnie, well, and they're relying on Josh Hodgson Papali. being twenty nineteen Josh Hodgson yeah. next year, which seems very unlikely. Like Papali is their best forward. If you take Isaiah Yo off the Panthers, then we'll start talking about what'll happen to if they'll have you know. But you took Papali yep. off off the Eels, and you said Sean Lane probably won't play this well again. They still mm-hmm. have those question marks, like mate. I, I'd be on like I'd honestly be looking for a new club for Wonga Blake. I've not been one of those people who've always been over the top last few weeks, but I've never been a big fan of his any, like any point in his career. Neither. But mate, in that grand final again, like he he was not the reason they lost or close to it. They didn't even need to go to him. But the start of the second half, they kicked to him like twice, made mistakes both times. That look on his face, fear. It's like just I, I'd get get him out of there, fresh start. But. It's yep. like they ha- they have other holes too. Penasini's well, the player, so Sebo. Hayes Dunster back, right? They like him. Know. Yeah, oh, Bailey Simonson. I thought actually played pretty well in the. I thought he played okay. Games. 
Yeah. That's the other worrying thing for next year, dude, is they're not really like their big signings, Jermaine Hopgood, who yeah. wasn't, isn't in the Penrith first 17. Yeah. And they lost Jorog so, and Kafusi too, who that's kind of like, mm. that's the thing. Hopgood's probably replacing the Kafusi role, right? Not one of the other guys they lost. And yeah. They're gone. So um, we'll see. We'll see where they go. It's, and as we've said, when we wouldn't say we wouldn't sack Brad Arthur chat, we talked about how they're gonna. I still think they're good enough. They'll hang around and be around, but you know, you I'm anticipating next year anyway that well, the storm will be back to being a bit better, a bit stronger. They'll have be, hopefully more fit. You know, I participate anticipate the roosters and bunnies being stronger. Uh, I think that the cowboys and sharks will come back a little, but still be good sides. So it's just, I feel like eels will be a bit more in that pack. Than what they have been the last couple of years. Yeah, and it's like the fact that basically one of the Storm of the Roosters, and now I would add Penrith into that crop, is basically always in the grand final. It's like it's really hard to get back there if you're another team. Like South got them in 2014, and it took them seven years to get back again. The Sharks won the comp in 2016. They've not gone back. The Cowboys won in 2015. They had that absolutely charmed run to get there in 2017, but that doesn't really count. Your boys got there in 15, haven't been back. It's really hard to make a grand final, and it is. I just don't. Uh, yeah, I I would be fairly shocked if we're if they're even close to it next year. Like they just Reed Marnie's such a class player, and Isaiah Papali is their best forward, and that is just losses that Penrith could maybe overcome, and will they're losing their hooker and and their best edge forward, <laughs> but they're so good everywhere else that doesn't matter. Parramatta aren't. Exactly. That's it. Like, um, yeah. I, as you said, there's there are questions over Mitch Moses' future, mm. and who knows who else. I mean, they did re-sign a lot of those players there, but yeah, it's hard to see them coming straight back to that grand final. I just proving our, going back to our conversation. Like, Parramatta fans are furious that um, Jerome Luai put on his Instagram story that screenshot of Ryan Madison complaining about his fine and some crying emojis. Well, because which... he said because he said Luai Luai didn't kick anyone, by the way. Yeah, like... Papali said no one kicked him. I mean, it's just, it's, it was obvious on the first look, by the way, people. It's a TV angle. It's just the angle from the TV. He's stomping into the ground near Papali'i. Yeah. But you think somehow, you think somehow, well, that went all through Twitter, right? And you think the NRL missed it. You think they missed it on grand final day, someone getting kicked on all the replays they have, all their match review. You think they missed it? No, they did not. <laughs> they didn't miss it. We didn't kick anybody, and he said publicly he said he didn't get kicked either. So, yeah, interesting enough. Yeah, but... you can see it. Like now that you, if you know what to look for, if you go back and watch it now, yeah, um, and look for what Mitch just said, you can very clearly see that he's kicking the ground. But... Yeah, he is because you don't kick people like that. <laughs> like, no, no, you don't. Like, yeah, like so. Who, I don't um, know what he's kicking. Pop, could be a divot, something, but he's just kicked the ground. <laughs> but yeah. Well, we're, I mean, we might as well talk about that Madison thing now. Uh, this is unprecedented. If people don't know, we uh, knew he, he likes money, a, but oh my god! But like, does he forfeit his match payments when he doesn't play? Obviously not. So if people miss this. Ryan Madison had an option of either a three-game suspension for his crusher tackle, or a four thousand dollars fine. And the man said, "Give me the years, I'll take them." So yeah, yeah. I, I did find re- it funny. You have to respect it. Uh, our good friends at the Cumberland Throw have been on fire since the grand final. They've been ripping, they've been exposing Penrith fans who are, have been Penrith fans for like three years, all that kind of cool, funny stuff. But in this one, they did they did do the classic thing. They ran at the media and saying, oh, you're forgetting the part, you know, sort of three-week ban. He's going to take a fine. No, he's not. <laughs> Sorry, boys. I'm, uh, I'm not taking that. I'm not taking that fine, you know. And 
just funny because, you know, I don't know what he's on now, but say he's on 700K a year, you know. Each game is essentially worth like 30K. Yeah. He's missing like 90K of his contract to save 4K. He doesn't care. So, no, nah, mate. But I'm assuming he gets the match payments anyway, right? Oh, yeah. He gets paid. I'm just saying like, it's like... Both weeks club, I got paid. Those, <laughs> yeah. But to the club, guy. those games are worth like 100K. And he's like, I'm not paying a $4,000 fine. That'd be ridiculous. Which is like chump what? change to someone on his Why salary. Why wouldn't the club step in and just pay it? I don't know. I'm I mean, so it, confused and, by this story. It doesn't make any sense. And he, and he hasn't been picked for any of the random World Cup teams. It's such so. a minuscule amount of money for him. Yeah, I know. Like, and again, I would assume that clubs pay these fines for the players. So, like, no, the players, players pay them. Okay, I'm sure they do. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what do you mean? You should let it. This is like, you think there's money going from where to where? Like the players. I don't have to know. Pay them. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, dude. I'm not. Yeah. I, I'm not yeah. naive enough to think that clubs aren't helping helping players out in this regard. But regardless, very funny. They very, very to funny. Win four thousand dollars at the pokies, mate. If you just exactly. close in there until four thousand yeah. dollars comes out of the. Oh pokies. my god! I got the feature again. <laughs> oh man, that's what you can. That's so what good. Get, I love that though. He's like uh, he likes money too much. He's never hid, hidden that, and I appreciate that from from Ryan Madison. I appreciate a lot. He does never hid that he likes money. So um yeah, very it's yeah. just so good. Yeah, so it it is fantastic, and uh, he'll be there for them round four next year. <laughs> oh wait, there'll be a preseason game or two that he gets to count as a um suspension. So maybe we only miss one in a row game. Maybe maybe that's the uh, Matthews done. Yeah, um, I'm happy to give Parramatta a premiership just on the back of Cumberland Throws work since the grand final. Yeah, it's pretty funny it's how funny. many of those fans they, they exposed. Like, I mean, does this shit surprise you? It doesn't surprise no, me. No, it doesn't. But it's like, why don't you delete your your tweets? Yeah, that's a, that's a note? fair point. Yeah, um, you know, like, like it's really weird to be a vocal supporter of one team on social media and then one day change, like without yeah. a good reason. But like the Dolphins thing is different, right? But, yes, it is. But it's just like one day you're like, you know, you're tweeting about pa- the Bulldogs for a decade, and then one day you're like, let's go Parramatta. Sorry, pa- Panthers. Let's go Panthers. Love them. Yeah, it's very, very funny. But I did enjoy um, Parramatta being in the grand final. Like I know Penrith fans were a bit salty about the whole week being about them. This It's always like this, okay? If you're in the grand final all the time, the, the week isn't about you. Everyone knows you're the best team and you're going to win. But yeah. Parramatta being in at least made the week leading up enjoyable because any of those other teams, like, the, the, no one's going to talk about the Cowboys. They get slaughtered <laughs> in the grand final if they made it there. Yeah. You know, um, like, Parramatta at least gave us something to talk about for a week. Exactly right. And look, making go fast and losing is still more fun than not being there. It is. Having lived through both of those lives. Now I live yeah. through that every year where we get one game away from the grand final. It's great. It's Sweet. just every year. Um, anyway, should we should we do I, questions I on this? Yeah, sure. Um, if you want to. But first, rookie takes. Um, if people yeah. are new listeners of the show, uh, if you've got all year somehow without knowing what you take, congratulations. But if you are new, it's our weekly uh, segment where people submit the worst opinions in the rugby league world. Uh, we pick one each, uh, pick five of the worst ones and and, and uh, vote on them. Um, we're waving this one through. Uh, this is uh, Nick Tedeschi who wrote, um, I like Nick's work. I like a lot of the things Nick writes. But he wrote uh, his, his weekly column, uh, it's pleasing to see Australia try to handicap the World Cup squad by picking Campbell Graham in their 24-man squad. Graham is not in the 20 best centers in the NRL and not in the 10 best available for the Kangaroos. Uh, it's embarrassing that Graham has been given the jersey. Our good friend Steve uh, pressed him on this and asked him to name 20 centers 
in the National Rugby League that are better than Campbell Graham. Uh, would you like to see the li- hear the list? I've, I've, I've seen the list. Tony Staggs, Zach Lomax, Jesse Ramian, Dane Gagai, Sifa Talakai, Bradman Best, Hamasai Tabio Ifido, Connor Tracy, Remus Smith, Jojo Fafita, uh, Joey Manu, Justin Ollum, Sebastian Chris, Matt Timoko, Will Penasini, Isaac Tungo, Isaiah Tass, the guy who plays with Campbell Graham at South and is not as good as him, Herbie Farnworth, Stephen Crichton, Peter Hiku, and others. The best part is he and, didn't name Valentine Holmes. He's no, like the one yeah. guy that is clearly better than Campbell Graham. Yeah, he went to. He's like, oh, I'm running out of names here. I'm going to put Tassie in and forgot about Holmes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, well. Um, and he's uh, hiding, hiding that it's stupid. It's ridiculous. His take, you know, it's very funny. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll find some wild cards for the uh, for the finals as well because we got our 32 in the bracket. We've only got 20, was it 28, 29 weeks of these? Uh, there was also a bloke who said that James Fitzgerald should be suspended for six weeks for the We Hate Para chance, which is great. Yeah, but he didn't even say that. He just said para are our sons and they started chanting. They are. You know? Yeah. Parents just... need to lean into this further. Fisher Harris is just like, you know, in a wrestling stable, one of those groups when like they get Paul Heyman to hold the mic. Fisher Harris is the big guy who wasn't supposed to get the microphone. Then yeah, he got like, it and he Brock, didn't know what, what he was doing. doing. <laughs> so they made yeah. just give the mic back. Yeah. I liked it. It's funny. That is he I hope he's still in his match kit now. It's Wednesday. I hope he's still wearing it. Yeah, I hope so too. All right. With that said, let's get into the questions. Are you serious? I'm going to have any questions. Okay, question time. We're only doing Discord ones. You're getting the lazy last episode of the season. So you can uh, go to patreon.com for just NRB rookies to get your question answered in the future. But anyway, the first one, very much a Bungard question from Angry. He says, who is on your Simpsons Mount Rushmore outside of including the Simpsons themselves? Great question, because you can't include Homer because he's the best character. Um, mm-hmm. Mr. Burns is number one. Um, after that, there's a lot of ways you could go, but I would go with Mr. Burns, Krusty, Chief Wiggum, and Apu. What about... How do we feel about the Principal Skinner? Great character. Great character. Yeah, I'm just want to think of anyone else I think we're missing there. So I'd say Bob early on, then got the last. I don't think because he's. I I I was assuming there enough. Was, I assume it was regular characters only. Otherwise, sideshow no. Bob would be yeah number one. What about Mo? She's like Mo is great too. Mo yeah. maybe over up who now that I think about yeah, it. Yeah, I think your first three are locked in, and the other one I toss up is like Mo or Skip, Principal Skinner, like Mr. Burns and Krusty are the top two, and then yeah, Wiggum, yeah, Mo, Apu, Flanders yeah. as well. He's great as a straight man. Um, he is. Uh, do we like Millhouse? Yeah, most oh, overrated you, character, Jimmy. Ralph Wiggum. By distance. Well, like, does any actual Simpsons fan rate Ralph Wiggum? Uh, that's impossible. Yeah. Right. Haven't heard he that. It was one. funny when you were like six. Yeah, you know? legit. Yeah. Smithers um, also great. Smithers, yeah, cracking. But yeah, Burns and Krusty by some distance, the first two. What a, oh, what's your name? Fat Tony. <laughs> even there. He might be my fourth. There we go. Uh, family anyway. don't like bread. They like cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> what if instead of giving them away, you sold them at a reasonable price that was practically giving them away? There you go. Okay, here we go. Joe's come in with a off-season question. Do okay. Does a straw have one hole or two holes? A straw has two holes. And how many holes does a cup have? A cup has one hole. Yeah, but straws one hole, two hole. Why would it, like? I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't care enough to know if it's one or well, two holes, you know. Well, straw has two holes because if you pinch it in the middle, thus sealing the gap between them, there's still holes at both ends. But I have a so metal straw holes. in my hand. I can't do that. I'm not strong enough. Uh, God. That's what I'm staring at. This is more of a pipe than it is a straw then, isn't it? I have a metal straw also. Yeah. Um, Back in my day, when you get when you get plastic straws, <laughs> they had two yes. holes. Yeah. Then the, uh, yeah. The metal straw has one hole. There you go. Possibly. Uh, six again. Oh, we've done this before. Favorite five Simpsons episodes, he asks us. But uh, that that might be an off-season bracket. Me and Camper might do a full 32, yeah, so stay tuned. Yeah, there we go. And Mario Siegs asks, in terms of striking the right balance between genres and errors, who are the ideal yeah. musical artists for Grand Final Entertainment? See, um, his suggestions already hasn't, like, he hasn't even, he's missed an error. He goes, combining uh, genres and errors, and his suggestions are Pink, Kylie, and yeah. Foo Fighters. That's well, all the same error. Is- Pink is an awful suggestion because, like, yes. rug- uh, the majority of rugby league fans are men, and men don't listen to Pink. I'm sorry, that's just mm-hmm. not a popular artist with any dudes. Kylie, mm-hmm. not really a footy crowd. I mean, people would cheer and stuff, but like, but I don't know. You said errors. That's the same error. They're all from the same era. Foo Fighters, yes. I think, is a pretty good shout. I think they're they've got enough cut through with younger people just because everyone likes Dave Grohl, um, and they would obviously keep the Triple M boomer crowd happy. Two and they've got good songs. They'd never get them though. Red Hot Chili um, Peppers. Over there, same same sort of thing. I think. Yeah, yeah they're more. The, either of them is is a sim- similar sort of thing. You two, I think, would be in that bucket as well. But um, uh, because it's hard, right? Because there's just a bunch of stuff that's. I mean, I personally think that like there are plenty of younger artists that I think are appreciated pretty well by any older people that aren't morons. So like getting Lord to play would be sick, I think. Yeah. Like that would be awesome, and or like Billie Eilish we, again would never happen, but like mm-hmm. I think that would be great. She sung a James Bond theme for God's sake, like she's more than mainstream enough with older people. Um, yeah, you, yeah, Little Nas uh, X. Oh, jeez, that'd go well, wouldn't it? <laughs> what do you mean, twofer. black and gay, gay <laughs> and <raps>. black? <laughs> the boomers <laughs> will not like that. Um. What have Blissonesso been doing? I know that name in like 10 years, by the way. Yeah, they popped up. Exactly. That that's the yeah, old man's hip hop. But not even a very I mean, I'd also they should have got one four, mate, has started a ride at the Of game. course. The oh, mate, can you imagine? That would have been great. I'm just trying to think, because it's like you've got to have something that's got kind of cut through with uh, again, cut through with people like kids now and and older people. So yeah, I mean, again, maybe like like the kid Leroy would be fantastic, but I don't think old, I don't know if older people would get into yeah. that either. So I don't. I'm going to stick with Lord. I think Lord's a good answer. Yeah. Look, I I don't know the full answer. I think your answer is quite good across genres and areas. Whatever. I don't really care about covering errors. Uh, mm. I'm more of the one. I don't care about the entertainment being for older people because we uh not going watching anywhere. the game anyway. Yeah. yeah well, and I know it, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't hurt to have someone that everyone loves. You know. But we've yeah. seen enough Jimmy or Chisel. That's a good point because it's like there's not a single fifty year old man who loves his forty. Who's gonna be like, who's this Nas X? I'm not watching the grand final. Like yeah. no one's gonna do that. Whereas mm-hmm. you're gonna get a lot of like twelveies who are like, oh my god, Billie Eilish is playing at the NRL grand final. Well, I'll have to watch that. But this is so, like yeah. people might think you're it's talking true. shit there, but it's true. Like that once it takes years of actually doing a good show, but people turn on the NFL Super Bowl for the halftime show. I know it's never gonna be that scale, but it's like if the NRL grand final entertainment was good every year. They simply... I watched the AFL grand final when the killers were on it. There you go. I didn't watch the rest of the game, I just watched that bit, but they still, can, they got you for a little bit. Yeah, 
Anyway, uh, next question. Morgs asks, what's bigger? Nathan Cleary's chin or the inevitable Panthers winning margin? Well, it was the... Uh... It is funny that we were conservative, by the way. We said like they win by like 10 or 12. And just because yeah. they gave up with 20 minutes to go, we ended up almost being right. Yeah, when in reality, yeah. it feels like they won by 50. Yeah. Anyway. Um... If you had Penrith 13 plus, you're fuck. Oh, no, you still got there. If you had them 19 plus, you're filthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Six again asks, refusing to commit all year. Did Papaletti leave for the Tigers a week early? Jeez, he, he he actually had a good run later in the game, so that try up. So I think Sean Lane, no, they he was anonymous for the after the year he had, and he was on his haunches yeah. heaps and back play. Poor Sean Lane. Uh, Harvey says Penrith won every, won every grand final to the NRLW one. Does this prove that all the club full of misogynists? Great question. Yes, it does. Mm, yes. Uh, yeah, this is good. Rough belly asks, could the 2022 <laughs> Panthers compete against the 2022 St. Helens Saints? I love how people said they're running scared from St. Helens. Bro, I still remember when we played the, uh, I think it was St. Helens actually, in the 2015 World Club Challenge and won by like 70 points. And I remember reading something else with some guy. I was like, I would have been different if St. Helens had had Travis Burns. And I was like, would it Would it have been? Um, yeah, I think Penrith might shade that one. Yep. Uh, Harvey. Uh, says a month or so ago, so-called rugby expert Mitch Doyle said Millie Boyle and Tamika Upton aren't quite the dominant players they used to be anymore. Should the apology be as loud as disrespect or should it be louder? I did say I like Millie's rem- not having... No, I love... Did I've you? been a Millie trooper for like, like you, a decade. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, but she wasn't having the same level of season as she's had at the point in time as she had last season with the Broncos. She scored a try every game. You were just game challenging her to be better. And she was fantastic the last two games. But he's just being a smart yeah. ass, that's all. Um, and Upton was worse for Brisbane last year. Anyway, um, then she was this year. Anyway, Brenton Sloan says, "What? Well, what do we all do now?" An American sports, <laughs> uh, buddy. mate. Uh, well, mate, fucking the Ravens won't make me want to stop watching the NFL at the moment. But um, yeah. Uh, I mean, baseball playoffs coming up. NBA's getting back. Um, there's a FIFA World Cup in like a month and a half. So, lots of stuff. Lots of yeah, cool exactly. stuff. It's the it, rugby league World Cups next week. Um, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Matty also says, if you're Scott Sattler, would you consider legal action over the Edwards comparisons? I mean, I again, loving, I just think, life right now. A, yes, that's true. And B, we already discussed it. It's Some things are just a bit of fun. We don't have to approach everything relating to teams we don't like with so much cynicism or players we don't like because like Dylan Edwards has almost become like a culture war on the internet <laughs> like between obsessive Penrith fans and you know people yeah. that hate fun. It's just fun. It was fun. And again, I'm sorry if a single one of you is going to sit there with a straight face and tell me that your first thought in that moment was not Scott Sattler. You are lying. You're lying to me and you're lying to yourself. <laughs> sort it out. Uh, next question comes from Six again. He wants me to read the Patreon list for end of season okay. fun. You can well, do I've got to pull that up. Uh, yeah, Bro says, anyway. in honor of Top Gun 2 being the secret weapon behind Panthers grand final win, what is your Top Gun call sign? I did enjoy that Charlie Stane's one was clearly made up in the last five minutes. Chuck. Chuck. But yeah. the rest were fucking great. Business was fantastic. Yeah. Um, they did a whole list. If you, can, if you can Google that, people, if you want to find the whole list of pa- the Panthers giving themselves Top Gun nicknames. Was Mitch Kenny's like Lawnmower or Grasscutter or something? Grasscutter, yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. What's your um, call sign, Bungard? Um, you're clearly Goose, so... No, we can't steal the ones from the. Sh- we can't steal the ones from the movie. Um, I don't know. Never really thought about it. Yeah, I know. It's be one. You know it's a- if you put me in a room with twenty fellows, we could get there. 
Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we could get that. fellas at times. Ask us again in, at Magic Round. We'll, we'll, Magic round. we'll, we'll all have uh, Copland and Corson. We'll all have code names. And if anyone uh, and if anyone calls anyone by their real name rather than their code sign, we bash it. Yeah. Uh, sorted. MRS, imagine if you will that human evolution <laughs> never included losing our tails. In what ways would sport rules around the world be different if we still had tails? I.e., would you be able to touch a soccer ball with a tail, or would it be a tail ball? Would grabbing a tail be a holding penalty in gridiron? Uh, this is great. This is one of the best questions of the year. Um, I think tail would be legal in soccer. I'm guessing this is like big bushy raccoon tail, not like little stubby tail, obviously. Um, yeah, tail ball has to be legal. Has to be. Um, but that? you can't. If it's long. Womping them in. Be great. Yeah. Uh, it would be a holding penalty in gridiron. I agree with that. If you hold any part of the holding, yeah. Well, that's true too. Yeah, you, you can tackle by the tail in rugby league. You can? Yeah, of course yeah. you can. Is there like a third man into the tail thing? Oh, God, I got. I just put my name into a call sign generator. I got Cinco. How do I, I'm going to do that? Cinco, like the number? Yeah. yeah. Not like Cisco, like Thong Song guy? No, I'd like Cisco more, but Cinco. I don't know why. So, number. Oh, right, yeah. I'm going to. Uh, I don't mind right, number do I eight. To, so, but it's what not... do I do? Just, is it random? Like, is every Matt and every Mitch going to get the same call sign? No, I, I put my first and last name in. I wonder if it happens. Oh, I'll again. do that. Let's see if it does the same thing again. Uh, If I do it again, I got different. I got swordfish this time, which sucks. So I don't want to be swordfish. So I can essentially consider you clicking until you get a good one. Oh, so putting your name in is completely redundant. I don't know. It might. Well, did you just do the same name twice and get two different answers? Yes, I did. But it doesn't mean it's completely redundant. It could be part part of of the thing, you know. Rex. That's bad as well. Yeah, I don't like that. I didn't mind Cinco. Now they're getting worse. They're all bad. The next one's just the word shut. Oh, this is one. Cha-ching. Cha-ching. That's strong. I'm going to keep rolling this dice till I get a good one. Cha-ching Doyle. March, macho. I can't do that. That's very... I got Hawkeye. I mean, I'll take it. Okay, there you go. Um, but oh, yeah, yeah, I do think... I don't, I don't think many sports would change that much about tails, though. They'd just be treated like another leg, I feel like. Yeah. Uh Ben Wallace, what obnoxious things would Paul Kent complain about Doyle and Bungard having done if you'd been an alternate timeline where you'd won back-to-back <laughs> premierships? Oh, man, I would have said so many disparaging things about I mean, Parramatta and yeah, their ugly, ugly fans. Yeah. That's a bad thing to him. I mean, yeah, I would have said plenty of things too. Why not? Yeah. Drop the hard end. <laughs> well, well, I haven't got that license. <laughs> I I don't... I mean, it's not our place. I'm pretty sure it's... That's all. That, is that play on? I think I saw a lot of tweets from like Polynesian people saying that they they say that word all the time. So. Well, I mean, I think it's play on. I saw someone's weird yeah. thing saying back to it, like, "Oh, but they're not like he's Samoan, not Afri- not African." And it's like, I feel like you're telling on yourself there. Like, if you think I'm, you, you know, like you think yeah. you only could call those guys their word. We used know. to we used to have like Islander slaves that cut sugarcane like a hundred years ago in Australia, like. I'm sure they got called the N-word and other horrible names by their white oppressors. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it's play on. That's it. Again, don't care. Not my place. Well, it's funny. People got so mad. What? But the Who best part about that was that, like, in the exact story about that, they put a photo up of uh, Taruva and said it was Api Corusia. Yeah. It was just fantastic. That was good. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but I don't know what I, I mean. Every time we won a grand final, it's just like just happy, you know, drink out the trophy, go out. Um, but again, I guess there's no cameras on us. Again, I would be very obnoxious towards whoever we beat. Slow yeah. to be. Okay, we're done. Uh, do where, to where do you read this, this from? Next week? So, where do, where do you um, read this is from? Oh, we're, oh, we're okay. not coming back next week. I'm, I'm not. That's for sure. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I'm in, I'm in holidays. We'll, we'll try to sneak something at some point. Um, you go to you go to the patron. Yeah. You go to you click on the patrons tab. Yeah. And then you click on the one that sorts it. You go to filters and just yeah. do the top two tiers. Yeah. That's what I thought. But it, yeah, but and it's then not you sort it by. Yeah. You click current current tier, and then you click it once, and it'll sort them in. Uh, yeah, because I was getting a different order. order to what you were getting. There's Bronco from birth, the first one. Yes, so I'm good. Right, now. you you've got it. Uh, it's also like that time of the month where people randomly disappear for a couple of days. No, I think they're all here. No, it's only fifty. It's fifty three last week. That's all right. Maybe right. they had enough of us. Oh, probably. It's all right. Take it away. I can't remember what you say at the start, but a special a special thank you to. <laughs> Over the rest, the Bronco people in the top birth. two tiers of our Patreon subscription system, yeah, and they there are Bron- Bronco from birth, Chris Avenel, Dave, Nico Hines had the greatest season in NRL history, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Anthony Anger, Butts, Cam Beswick, Chewbacca Cephalopolis, Dan Cullinane, Doc Hogg, uh, the anonymous backer, Ed Burton, Frankie, Jace Felix Farmworth, James K, Jason, Jez, you're in the top 10, just below the guy who raised with <laughs> the Discord and sent me abusive DMs, Joel Wrigley. <laughs> Josh Brandon, kicks house out of the comp, Lachlan Hancock, Leon, lifelong Dolphins fan, Luke Ferguson, Mads, Matthew Duggan, Mr. Beefy, Morgan Watkins. This, did I? Michael Murray. You Michael Murray. Yep. Yeah, Michael Murray. There you go. My arms, they go oh, flip, flop, flip, flop, flip. Party Keg, Razor, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Shutterfield Score, Seymour Butts, Shunter, Simo, Stephen Hickey, Stone Gossard, Ty, TB, the Black Vegetable, the Not-So-Mature-Age Student, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, and Woz. And I forget um, the rest of your ramble, too. There you go. Yeah. Um, people just say I'm a read-and-speak merchant, but that just goes to show it's not that easy. Hey, I read it. Fine. You missed one, and you said several of them wrong. Which would I say wrong? I didn't fucking make a mental yeah. note. You also skipped a person. I got him anyway. I, I knew I skipped him. Because <laughs> I, I gonna... had to tell you. No, I knew I was going back to him. My eyes got drawn to Oh, you had your own was... order. You Dude. Had, you had a system. I, go to Christian time. I do that all the time. I go back up. <laughs> it's just because my eyes got drawn to my arms. I go flip, 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 flip. I was like, okay, I'm going to read that one next. And yeah. then we go back up. Hey, all I wanted was you to not get tripped up by the anonymous backer. And you didn't. Because obviously his name is not the anonymous backer on the system. So good yeah, job. I didn't. I did fine, mate. That went as well as I thought it would. It went perfectly fine. Is Chewbacca Cephalopagus the new one? No, I've been there for a few weeks. Yeah. There you go. I've obviously tuned out in the middle part of it then. <laughs> You're That's reading fair. it out. Okay, you don't hear a lot about Snuffy the Snuffleupagus anymore, do you? Sesame Street. Know. Is that still a thing? Yeah, I think surely. Yeah, surely. Why would they get rid of it? It's educational and entertaining. I don't know. God, it's the off-season. We did it. Well, not really. It World Cup's like yeah, We'll be back off. soon. I don't know where... I don't know. I'm going overseas, like you know, fortnight. Exactly. We'll I just need now. some time off. Me too. Footy. We love it, but you know, within reason. Come on. All right. Well, we will be back at some point very soon. Thank you all for listening. Hope you enjoyed the 2022 NRL season, uh, and we'll be back very soon. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Bye, Mitchell. That's goodbye from me.